0: occasionally posh where we enjoy life laughs and shenanigans i am your girl chessie b
1: and i'm sunshine welcome 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 to another week's episode we have on a special <laughs> guest and we're gonna tackle some some topics that's probably gonna raise some emotions but before we let her introduce herself and before we get started we always start with a foreplay and chassis i hope you got one this week
0: actually do but it's not a this or that it's actually a question okay so i know everybody watch good times right mm-hmm. okay so do y'all know what penny's real name is not janet jackson not her real name but what penny was short for
1: no oh. <laughs> how many of us really know I literally our just found names? this out
0: today <laughs> right, this is true.
1: We thought we Pookie was we a Pookie all night. A girl, I found <laughs> that somebody, like,
0: that? but anyway, Penny's real name is Millicent. Sent Penny, that's what Penny came from.
1: Oh, interesting, didn't know that.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: interesting <laughs> that's something new today yeah that's something new that's
1: something new. all right i had a this or that question that i was gonna ask but i got scared so i'm gonna go to the, another one why are you scared because we ain't ready okay i'm gonna oh, ask it okay but don't answer okay it was okay. would you rather be a racist racist or a homophobic. <laughs> you see y'all faces.
0: Yeah, skip over that one. <laughs> Whoa,
1: y'all should have seen the comments. Okay, the comments was rough. Oh my god. Ooh. I should have saved it. I should have sent it to you, chest, but they was interesting. Ooh. But I was. That like, makes my chest hurt. We ain't ready for that. We ain't trying to be shut down. We ain't ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna ask a silly one. It says, Would you rather sound like a monkey whenever you speak or be totally silent forever?
0: Sound like a monkey.
2: <laughs> sound like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> but who would
0: understand you? I don't know, but they better figure it out because I got to talk. I am not I gonna be silent.
2: To. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to be
1: silent just learn sign language. They know sign language anyway, right?
0: Yeah. The majority of them do,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to talk. Yeah, sounded like they already saved some of us as monkeys. We don't need no help, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no help. But anywho, uh, Chassie, you can go ahead and introduce the guest.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm going to keep it short and simple and I'm gonna let her introduce herself. But, um, me and Sunshine was having a conversation the other week about, we wanted to have another Black Lives Matter, um, type of conversation. And she was like, do you know anybody? And at first I was like, I don't know anybody. And then I got home and I parked my car and I instantly thought of Danielle. And one of the reasons why I thought of Danielle is because, Danielle is biracial so she gets both sides of it but I see her like out there in those streets like fighting for um black rights and all that kind of stuff and I thought that it would be very interesting to have her own to get her perspective from both sides um so Danielle you go ahead and introduce yourself tell us about yourself
2: um, hi, everyone. My name is Danielle Davis-Short. Um, I am from here, Roxburgh, North Carolina. Um, I am an activist here and a local, one of the local community leaders, and, and I just am for um, pounding pavement and, and making sure that people understand um, that certain things have to change in order to progress forward in today's society.
1: Right, right, right. That's good. That's good. So before we get started in the discussion, me and Chaz, we have been connecting with some new um, business friends <laughs> and they showed us a promo of a video, um, which I didn't take the whole video. I was just like, oh, I wonder if this is on YouTube because one, this one part was really powerful. So before we get started in the conversation, I wanted to share this to open people's mind to what this discussion needs to reflect and what people need to get out of it. Um, so let me share. Can you see it, Chase? Yes. Okay, here we go. Ah oh, shoot. Yeah, I was about to do it. I ain't shed no sound. All, right, <laughs> All right, here we go. I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated. As this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens, if you as a white person would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. You didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening, You know, you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. Mm. Mm. So uh, ladies, what you think about that?
2: I just love her. I mean, she she is just, she's one of the people and I'm not even gonna categorize her as white people. She's one of the people that get it even though she is a white woman, she identifies the issue of of racism here in America. Yeah. Been doing it a long time too.
0: Yeah, a long time. I agree, I, I found the interest. I remember the first time I ever seen that clip and I was shocked that like not even one person stood up. Like not one person even looked like they even thought about standing up so that lets you know that people do know that it is a problem it Mm -hmm. bothers me that people act like it's not a problem and but then you won't stand up to say that you would want to receive the same treatment that african-americans and black people get every day but then those are also the same people that say that that it's not a race issue there's nothing wrong with america but it obviously is
2: oh absolutely
1: Mm yeah 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 i would be interested to hear how people who say there is not a problem feel about what her statement because this let's be honest some people and out there who still me. feel like it ain't no issue like that we making it bigger than it is right. and this is or either this is just how the world works blase blase mm-hmm. okay, Danielle, i'm sorry I didn't mean to cut y'all
2: absolutely oh no you're fine um absolutely that i've i've heard that a million times, you know, I will never forget, um, one of the first protests I did was protesting the Confederate statue, and I remember that I went to a meeting here, and, uh, the county commissioner's meeting, and I remember that this man, uh, one of the protesters, she's in a, she's in another activist group, but she was out there protesting the statue one night, and she, this, uh, white man came and pulled uh AK47 out on her and told mm-hmm. her i advise you to not touch that statue. Now, this situation was brought up in the county commissioners meeting and they still didn't want to move the statue because guess what the statue is not a problem. So we went and protested for 13 hours in the heat. Um it was about this time last year. Uh, no, the year before. No, it was last year. It was last year. Um, it, in about 13 hours we stood in the heat protesting and that's when they said well we have to move the statue because it's it's a it's a threat to the public because we you know we're outraged that this um memorabilia is still up here that represents the enslavement and oppression of our our black ancestors so you know I was standing at the statue and I never forget this white man goes I said you're willing to stand here all night and and protest us protesting the statue and he goes yeah he said I'll die for the statue and it made me kind of think like wow what is your what in your mind would make you click that you say uh, and then he goes you you talk about privilege I don't have privilege I was born uh I was born poor and my, I mean, he just went in and I said, sir, I said, your privilege has nothing to do with your economic background or statue. You just being born as a white person here in the United States, the color of your skin is privilege. So that just goes to show you that a lot of them don't see a problem. They think mm-hmm. we're overreacting. They think that we're causing commotion for no reason. We, But in actual, their mind subconsciously blocks out What's going on? Because they don't want to admit the problem when the problem is it's is, is in our face every day.
0: Right, right, that's true. So, do you think? Let me see. How can I word this? So, sometimes I feel like some um, Caucasians or white people actually don't realize their privilege and don't necessarily understand it. And I think this, like. I guess, mm, sometimes I guess they're lucky enough that they haven't been around these types of issues and haven't really had to see it hands on. So I th- sometimes do you think that people just don't want to address the issue or they just don't know, like they don't understand that they have the privilege?
2: I, I think that a lot of people, uh, I think it's both. I think some people don't want to admit that there's a problem because admitting the problem means we have to confront it. And then I think some people subconsciously know but really don't know. They're like, "Well, I've never experienced that." Well, you know, I've never experienced a lot of things in my life either. But when people tell me they're going through it, you know,
0: right.
2: I, I I understand. You know, so you know, me being a person that's biracial. I have my, let me just say this, and I had to say this a lot, Chess, you probably heard me say this a lot in my lives as well. You know, I am not familiar with my father's family at all. You know, my father's family did not accept us being half black. So I was never raised with white people, <laughs> if, that, if, if that makes sense. And so I was raised by these very strong black women that introduced me to so many different things i'd never forget my grandma telling me that you know she had to go in the back of of the kirby when they had when they were when they would go to the theater they had to go through the back of the steps Mm -hmm. and you know it kind of would register you know me hearing all these things when i was growing up and so my father uh who was you know white i mean we're not going to get into everything he has in him but you know we just going to say he's white and you know he would when me and him finally reunited i noticed that he would say things that was a little bit racist you get what i'm saying and, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of made me like wait a minute this is my own dad you know he would make those um those jokes that that some white people make towards black people mm. You know, and and Mm -hmm. they think it's funny, but we're like, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Just a minute. okay? you know what I'm saying? And that it kind of opened my eyes to like this man has children by three children by a black woman and he's not phased at all by what he's saying. And so that's when comes to the point. I don't think they some of them mean to do it. I think it's you know, it's just in some of them. Right. You know, it's in some of them from what they see. seen, you know, where they're from, backgrounds, things they hear. Because we all know that racism is something that is taught. You know, you're just not born racist. It's something right. that is embedded in your mind. Yeah. You know, right. so, yeah. It's definitely something that some people ignore and some people are just naive and don't get it.
1: <clears throat> I, I understand um, that some people are naive and some people were raised this way and I totally get it. For me where I have the trouble is I'm telling you you wrong and now you are using it as an excuse to not want to change. Like sometimes people tell me I say stuff wrong because I don't have no filter a lot of the time. And and sometimes I just disagree with somebody, but I try to come to an understanding at least of how they feel. So if I'm telling you what you're saying feels this way, how are you acting feel this way, the comments that you make feel this, make me feel this way, then something within you should want to desire to change. Because then at that point, if I'm telling you, then you know. So now that you know and you still continue to do the same thing is being raised that way, really an excuse. That's my problem.
2: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And something that I just found interesting. So my daddy just commented um, and said he remembers going through the back at the Kirby. A lot of people say that stuff was so long ago that why are we still worried about it? My daddy is in his fifties, you know, and he still remembers going through the back at the Kirby. So that lets you know, like, this is something that is still relevant. These people are still alive that went through these things. So I don't know why people think that they're like, oh, that happened so many years ago. It's over with. Why don't y'all get over it? Mm -hmm.
2: We can't. (laughs) We can't. And the the thing Mm -hmm. about it is we can't move on from something because the ghost of it haunts us. You see what I'm saying? And to listen to these stories, you know, just like you say your dad, remembers going in the back, you know, my mom is, is 57 years old, you know, well, she's about to be 57 this year. My mom remembers all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. when, you know, she was born in the sixties. So when it comes down to it, it's not that long ago. And what infuriates me is that when you have your, the elders tell you, I went through this and that, And I, you know, they were so glad to get out of that era of segregation and the Jim Crow. And you know, their mothers and mothers' mothers were uh, in in a time that was so oppressive and so despicable to the history of America. So for them to have to relive that, it may not be our people in the in the streets. With whips and chains and and, and picking cotton and, and working in the fields. But my God, it's it's even worse because they can see it. See, right. slavery and 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 segregation, it, it was televised, the segregation part. But not everything is seen like it is now. We actually see our people being executed. So can you imagine how traumatizing that is for people that has already lived in an era? that they had to endure that segregation and those Jim Crow laws that were back then where fountains said colored only, white only, or you know, if you had to sit in the back of a bus or you were spit on, you know, or or even if you wanted to do sit-ins, you were spit on and hit with things and, and and those type of things. For them to have to relive this again, it's probably 10 times worse because they're actually seeing executions. I'm on like, video it's in their face they can see their people being killed so it, it it's almost you know i agree 100 percent to say you were raised kind of is a cop-out because you see this why not be the change right, right. why not be the exactly change?
1: Exactly. And I think people think just because we're not being held against our will, we're not being hung up in trees, we're not, you know, being beat because we didn't cut crop that it's not as bad. So why are we complaining? But we, at the end of the day, it's all about mistreated mistreatment. And still to this day, we are at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to a lot of things in society. And that's the part that people like to ignore because I've hired three black people in a corporation of a hundred. I ain't racist. No, you just trying oh. to meet your quota. <laughs> like, let's be real. <laughs> that's <right>. So <laughs> that's the problem me. It's like, just because you gave us a little bit, now we should just shut up because we got this little bit. And that's not right. that's not fair because the table uh, my turned, thing is turned
0: why Why should we have to be given something whenever we're all supposed to be the United States, this is one, this is America, we're all people, we all bleed red and blah, all that BS that they spew out whenever we're yelling, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, why do we even have to be given certain rights that right. they already got? Why did, right. why did we have to get those? It's we that, had to earn those, we had to fight for those, we right. had to fight for stuff that y'all already had. But then y'all tell us well, you got this, so be quiet. Calm down. You're too aggressive.
2: Yeah. Right. So oh, oh you, people? black people are not allowed to be upset. Upset oh, them being upset or them being upset or expressing the same rights that white Americans express is, is a form of terrorism to them. They think that that's, that that's terrorism, you know, for the longest time here in Roxborough, because. Um, you know, we chose to march and we chose to speak things in the streets that were hard to, it was rough to hear. We were considered terrorists and and we are expressing our constitutional right to protest. I mean, so it's like, you know, they can protest. You have 20 bikers standing around a freaking statue protesting all night long with their guns and their rifles that we're not going to touch their precious Confederate monument. But the moment that our people peacefully protest, you're calling in police from other departments, you're, you're notifying other other counties and cities. It's, I mean, the, the if people only knew what truly people that stand on those front lines that want to protest, want to make change, what they go through. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a mess. It really is a mess. And I never knew. I've been in activism since I was 19. When I lived in Maryland, I was involved in it. And, and, and I had stopped because, you know, I'm down here in the quiet South. We accept a lot of things that's going on. You know, we, we, we're like, okay. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we march for uh, George Floyd with the police. And um, two weeks later, no, about a month later, David gets killed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we just marched with you, you know, we just, and you told me this will never happen here. So finally, when people get outraged about what happened, it's like, oh, okay, let's, let's, let's treat black people aren't allowed to be upset. They can be upset about their statue. Black people are not allowed to be upset about the brutality of police or corruption or executions of our black men and, and our women as well. Mm-hmm. And our children, okay. Tamir Rice. Let's not forget him. I, I mm-hmm. bring him up all the time, you know. And and we we, we can't march that because we're considered angry, and we're gonna and we're just gonna tear up stuff.
0: Right, right. I agree. Um, last night I had joined your live, and <clears throat> one thing I remember you saying was, um, you your kids telling you that they was proud of you and they see you out there marching and, you know, standing up for them. Um, I remember last year, whenever George Floyd had happened and they had a protest down here and I remember getting my boys ready to go out there and everybody is messaging me like, you don't need to go out there. It's going to get violent and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I got to show my kids that even if the world don't have their back. I'm gonna have the back. And I want to be out there and see that other people are gonna be standing up for them and marching for them and trying to get rights and stuff for them. And I I mean, the crazy thing is whenever I got out of my car and I looked in the woods, there were police dressed up like military style in the woods, it's peaceful. It's very calm out there. And you got all these police hidden just ready to do something crazy on top of buildings right and I was like that is crazy but um I thought that it was good that you know that your kids notice it and they're proud of you I thought that was very good
2: yeah because I mean at the end of the day I that's what I do it for you know what I mean and I used to say all the time you know if anything ever happens to me you know what I mean? Th- this is the legacy that we want to leave behind. I'm not gonna say that, you know, everything I say or do is perfect and, and everybody agrees with it. You know, I, I kind of had a um epiphany the other day, you know, back when I was protesting, I was it, I was super angry because I was just fed up with what was going on in in this town and how many of our people still didn't wanna march. They still didn't wanna stand up and say, enough is enough, you know, whatever. And so I, I would say things that I think, and I didn't, I didn't think about it then, I think, I think about it now, it might've offended some of our white counterparts, you know what I mean, who did march with us and who, who do feel the same way. And so I had to make sure I apologize to them, but understand that it's coming from a place of anger and it's not personal to you. I'm talking to the ones yes. who uh, are okay mm-hmm. with racism. Right. and okay with with keeping us racially oppressed so when my kids when my son tells me mommy um the kids in school they 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 just love that you're protesting and, and he would brag about that and he would come home and tell me what they were doing and uh you know I did an interview with my kids one day I never posted it but I asked them what does protest mean to them and was set time and Jojo was 11 enough of what he believes in and and he um wants things to change in America I mean these are kids that see what's going on and so you know but one thing that struck me was my children were always worried about my safety every time I left out the door my kids were constantly hugging me and 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 I made sure that's why I always wanted to keep protests peaceful Mm-hmm. People talk about the security we had there. We had security there because we were threatened by the Klan. We were threatened by rednecks. That's the only reason we had security because we can't have eyes everywhere. But mm-hmm. if you notice when we were marching, we were always marching peacefully. We were, mm-hmm. we were shouting in megaphones and talking, but we never wanted to bring violence. We never wanted to do any of that. We just wanted our voices to be heard because nothing like that has ever happened here in Roxborough. Nobody has ever said enough is enough. Let's stand right. up let's talk about what just happened here. Or let's talk about the countless number of black people who have been illegally searched and seized and and locked up and didn't know their rights and things like that. So the children at identifying that it made a change in their life really, really motivated me to do that.
1: Well, I got a question for you, both of you ladies. Do do y'all understand why people are afraid to protest? I do
2: probably because of what happened to us i mean we were we were targeted uh since day one i was targeted especially as a leader i mean um, a a lot of things that i found out later on down the line you know it's pretty disturbing you know me being uh one of the leaders out there marching and trying to make a positive change um they didn't care about that all they saw was trouble here comes trouble she won't shut up and so we get we got arrested and when we got arrested for failure to obtain a permit to march you know it led them into okay now we can watch them because now they're quiet so we we, we think that i mean in their mind is so warped that they really think that we want to destroy buildings and we want to blow up stuff and i'm like so they're afraid to go to jail they don't want to go to jail
0: i, I think um I agree. I think some of it is fear, but if I'm being honest, I think, I think 90% of the people that don't want to march are probably scared of what you, like you just said. And then I think it's a 10% that are scared, but they are scared to piss off their white friends yeah, or to make their white friends think that they don't like them. And I honestly, last year I saw that way more than what i wanted to see and it pissed me off because so many people they they would send me messages like um did you see this and i'm like yeah i saw it put it on facebook let all your white friends know that you think this is wrong why are you hiding behind it why are you why do we have to talk about this in messenger let them know that this is fucked up and it needs to be talked about why are you scared of them why are you scared of what they think? And if they are upset with you, then though they don't need to be your friends.
2: Hello.
1: Yeah. Um. Vicky says she thinks that some um don't want their coworkers mad at them. Um. I want to go past that though. Like, do you think we're protected? Like, you know, some a lot of jobs, especially in my field. They have a clause in there that says if you do anything that's not that makes you know that makes the company look bad pretty much You don't say it like that but that's what it is so <laughs> so if i go to this protest and even though i'm not the one that you know for example started a fight or started the riot or started the bad protesting but i'm front page news and all they are gonna see is that i was there and it looked bad and i get fired and then I don't have no income and now I ain't going to be out there posting anyway because I got to worry about how I'm going to feed my kids. I feel like some people right. don't realize that whenever people are, like some people are just fearless like y'all like they can be out there. But a lot of people, they need these jobs. They need that money. They need to support their family. They need to support their kids. So how would you tell somebody who's in that area or in that realm of life how to be active and make a
0: change? What if everybody felt that way? Then there would never be change if everybody was scared right. of losing stuff that would never be changed. Like you have to, sometimes you have you got to face your fears and you got to, I mean, whenever I went out there, things could have turned left. Whenever Danielle was out there, things could have turned left. I prayed my whole way there that nothing turned left. And I made sure that I stayed back kind of far so that if I needed to get to my car, i get to my car and leave. But if I'm being honest, that job didn't phase me, my kids was more important than that job. Even though I know that job is what's gonna feed them, but I want them to be able to run outside and play with their toy gun and not have to worry about getting shot. Or being able to reach in their glove department and get out their license and not get shot. You know, like, I got to think about that. That's more yeah, important than that job. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, and 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 you know, the thing about, the, the crazy thing with me is because my job knew from day one i mean i would constantly yeah you know, they knew it was a very small town you can't you know everywhere was a freaking newspaper i mean simply be you know um a risk but at the same time i i was looking around and i'm thinking to myself i mean what are we doing here we have to do something, we can't just, and and oh my God, the the amount of messages and emails of people who are complaining about the police. I mean, and the things that they've encountered. And as one person, you say to yourself, what can I do? I mean, what, what can I do without, I, it's, it was very overwhelming. I had so many lives where I just broke down and I was just so mm-hmm. overwhelmed at, at what was going on. And so I knew there was times where I would leave my job and, and I would leave my job and go straight to protesting. And, and you know, it, it rubs some people the wrong way. I found that out later <sighs> and that's fine. But I knew it was something, you know, some of us are called to do what we're supposed to do. And, and, you know, like Chastity said, the protest could have went, um, it could have went either way. I will say this, we never met with aggression. It was always the opposition who did that. And when police show up to a peaceful protest with SWAT and other counties, police in SWAT gear, you are trying to meet us with aggression. And we refused. We refused. I mean, all my protests have been peaceful. Did have did we take over some roads? Yeah, <laughs> we block <clears throat> we blocked some streets off one time um, in front of uh, the Dollar General area, and and that's where we were met with SWAT. But why were we met with SWAT? Because only a couple people out there had legally were armed. Okay. North Carolina is an open carry state. That was not a protest that we were at. We were actually at the Memorial of David Brooks, um, out there by his, where he was killed. So mm-hmm. we weren't protesting. That is illegal. But when you have, when you're met with SWAT and, and their children out there. Okay. People are bringing their kids to see how black people can congregate and do something positive. And you're, and we're met with SWAT. SWAT team I, it makes no sense to me you get what I'm saying so mm-hmm. things could have went ugly but not on our part because I said since day one we were peaceful we we wanted peace I can now don't get me wrong behind closed doors I'd be cussing up a damn storm <laughs> saying I want to do this I want to do that people were telling me they wanted to do this and that but I always made sure on the front lines that nothing went violent nothing was destroyed because that solves nothing right mm-hmm. But besides put our people back behind bars and owe this city more money. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I guess that's why I asked that question. I mean, I, thankfully, I always make. sure well, I try to make sure that I work for a job that's very supportive of what's going on in the world, and I and my CEO is amazing. I mean, we had Juneteenth off before they even tried to make it a thing here to have it a legal holiday. Yeah. So they tell you right there that they very supportive. Right. Um, but the point of my question is, I think there's some people out there who do want to help make change. They just don't feel like protesting is doing the job. So what is the bigger picture? What is it that we can do as a community and come together to make bigger change? I mean, protest- testing, yeah, get you in the newspapers it get people to watch you it get people to look. But then what? Like, what's what's the next step?
2: <laughs> I, I think the next step would be And, and I, and I wholeheartedly mean this, you know, not all police are bad. It's some really good cops out there that really Mm -hmm. invest in their communities. You know And I mean? Even here in Roxborough, I'm not, I'm not going to put down all police because that's not what I'm about. You know, I'm not going to generalize them how they do our people. However, um, it's some really good cops out there that really invest in their communities that really care about protecting and serving. I think the bigger picture would be to mend the gap, to bridge the gap us as um community leaders and activists out there who kind of have had bad uh bad interactions with police, let's sit down and understand each other. I hear you, you hear me. You know, let's talk. Let's talk about why we're so angry and why we say the things we say and why you say the things you say. And I think that will help bridge the gap, sit down and listen to, you know, I'll never forget. I saw this, the man that was uh, one of the men that were protesting the statue. I saw him at Dollar General and he told me he'd never forget me. And he gave me a hug. It was a white guy. And me and him had very, like, they were some intense choice words. And so that lets me know that even though we disagree on, you know, something to him is stupid as a statue it doesn't need to to me it's a big deal we still can get along and that's what i mean by black people don't trust police because i mean look what we're seeing and then they say well the media only shows our people being killed well you know it's not our fault that you don't make a big deal about when police kill white people you, you you accept that you know what I mean? You're, you're, well, police kill white people every day. Well, then get out there and march about it. I mean, we're going right. to, what are we going to do?
1: Injustice you know what I'm saying? Injustice. So, I,
2: I, Injustice is injustice, period. I tell people all the time, <laughs> if David Brooks, if David Brooks was white, I would have been out there marching for him just as well because of the mm-hmm. circumstances of his death. It had nothing to do with him being black at the time. They made it racial. Okay. They made it racial when was he black of course do I feel like he was targeted of course but I mean it's it when you see something that doesn't look or smell right you're going to speak on it you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so I think that's that's the best way to to bridge things is to get with the police even though some of them they I'm pretty sure they hate my guts you know some of them don't are not fond of me but still sit down and let's talk and let's bridge the gap between our communities you can really use that to your advantage to the community leaders here you know um talk with them and so we can get that understanding between black community and police so we can start entrusting our police again right now black people are scared to death to be pulled over just for a ticket just for a Mm -hmm. ticket we don't know how it's going to end up we mm-hmm. don't know, so that's why we're abrasive when we get pulled over. That's why we're aggressive. That's why we're fidgety. It ain't, It's not because we're hiding drugs. We're fidgety because we don't know we're gonna make a home. Right. Right. You get what I'm saying. So those are the things that the police have got to stop ignoring. And you could say all day long in the newspaper, "Oh, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have training." To to no, the best type of training you can have is to sit down with people who are affected by Mm -hmm. the things in this community and listen to what they have to say, even if it's hard to hear. The biggest thing about being an activist is to be able to accept criticism, to be able to accept the things that you know need to change. I'm not saying everything I've ever said was 100% correct, Mm -hmm. but but there are things that needed to be said. So I'm willing to listen to the police. I'm willing to, I respect them as a cop. Being a police officer is not an easy job. I mean, it's a hard job. You know what I mean? And I have mm-hmm. friends who are cop. My brother used to be a cop. Right. My bro- I don't think people get that. Like he used to be a cop for eight years in Charleston. So I respect police. However, when you don't allow me to express my constitutional right, but you allow these people to express it and don't see an issue with it. That's our problem. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And we need to learn how to have that open communication. Right. Period. Right.
1: Well, I. Oh, go ahead, Chase. No, you go ahead.
0: I was gonna share that thing that we were seeing, but if you got. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna say what I was gonna say. Um, (laughs) So while Danielle was talking, I was thinking about your previous question, Sunshine, when you um, said, "What can the people that don't want to go out there and protest? What could they do? They could be the ones that be the um, the line to the police officers to set up those meetings." to set up those big talks that, that need to be had, you know, with community leaders and all that kind of stuff. They could be those people that do that type of stuff.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, there's nobody won't, I mean, anything that you, in, in in anything that you do in life, you got a group of people, and you're going to have to have a leader a nice, positive role model leader, who's going to be the person who's going to say the right things, do the right things, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's why change happened so much back in the day because we had our Martin Luther Kings and our Malcolm X, even though he was radical, blase blase. There's not a lot of people who want to take that role anymore. So I feel like I ain't saying that's the whole issue. Don't get me wrong. We can still do something. But I feel like we're missing that piece of the puzzle. We missing that. Not I ain't saying Black Lives Matter. Don't come to me. I'm just saying somebody. <laughs> You know how people feel about Black Lives Matter. Somebody (laughs) who can lead the head um, or a group of people. It ain't got to be one person, just a group of whoever, Danielle, somebody, somebody, anybody who could take charge and show us how to do it in a way that's actually going to make a difference. Mm I
2: think it's
1: missing from today's society versus back then. Absolutely. Like back then they did it because they didn't have no choice. We do have a choice, so we lean on that. I mean, it ain't right, but I ain't a slave. So you know what I'm saying? Right. They ain't <laughs> <handle choice>.
2: So <laughs> Right, right. And and I do think, you know, and it it me and a friend were talking about this a couple months ago. You'd be surprised how you start off with kumbaya when you're protesting, and then you see what you're met with and how it completely mentally transforms you. Mm-hmm. So you're starting off at as Martin. I want peace. I want to come mm-hmm. in peace. And then you're met with people. With AK-47s and Confederate flags and rolling down Malcolm. the street, Ca- then you got to turn <laughs> to Malcolm. I, I had, I had, I had somebody, I had somebody ask me that not too long ago, and I said, "Well, I, I started off as Martin, and then, you know, I was met with complete aggression, so I was very confused. You know, right. I was very confused why we were being met with that. You know, shout out to um, Black New Black Panther Party, they were out there as well." And if I'm not mistaken, the family had called them in to protest as well. And I met some really, really interesting, intelligent people in the Black Panther Party. Um, their views are a little bit different from ours. However, we're on one accord where we want Black people to be treated equally. And and so, you know, when I saw that, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, I, here we are reliving time. We mm. used to see, you know, uh, I remember seeing movies and documentaries about Fred Hampton and the Black mm. Panther Party and things like that. And, you know, my mom always, you know, glorified that. She was always talking about how the programs that they developed and how awesome Black Panthers were. And here we With- are. Mark. Right. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and the Rainbow Coalition, you know, mm-hmm. they labeled him as a racist, but he invited everyone to be a part of that. So when I, really sat down and talked with these people they're awesome individuals you know some of the things that they uh you know express or believe in I'm not too familiar with but I got to know them and they marched beside us and they you know they talked with us and told us about what you know what their what their goal is to march and and they were out there to protect protesters believe it or not they were out there to make sure we were safe so you know, it's crazy how we relive time. Right. Because we're here we are in the streets again with Black Panthers, you know, mm-hmm. after watching all these documentaries, you right, know, so when it right. comes with the, with, with the radicalism, you know, some of them are revolutionists, you know, I myself consider myself as a revolutionist. I believe in revolution means change. And so mm-hmm. I want change. However, um, I don't agree with violence. I don't agree with violence. I did at one time where i was thinking oh my god if anybody run up on me and and this and that you know it's hard not to
0: right
2: it's hard not to when you're met with 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 some of these people here because they're crazy Mm -hmm. they slap crazy child i'm gonna tell you something
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i definitely think
2: the messages i would get in my inbox and the threats i mean they, they were crazy
0: yeah yeah. Yeah, the ones that you posted, I could just imagine the ones that you didn't post.
2: Oh my gosh! And and my whole thing is, you know, they're trying to intimidate me. They want me to shut up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't shut up. I just had to keep going. And and it is what it is. You know, you gotta right. be t- You got have tough skin because you know I got it. I got it from both sides. from From black people, I was told I was not black enough to be speaking up for black people, and 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 I need to shut up. You know, yeah. for my own people. Um, which is colorism, which is something that our community suffers from and has been suffering since the beginning of slavery, you nice. know, and it's, it's something that was used to divide um, slaves back then. And it's, it's even worse now being, um, you know, as a mulatto and even back then, you know, uh, if you want to be considered a house slave as a privilege, being raped every other night and, and, you know, having to lay in a bed with a, a married master, but, you know, that's in our mind, it's embedded. Right. So I would, you know, I, I would never forget, I would read comments about me on, on, on the news and the things that people were saying were just God awful about, you know, me being uh, the, one of the leaders in this activist group and how, how in the world could I speak up for uh, any type of rights going on with our people? And I'm this white woman because I thought I was white. I'm right. white. I don't have no right to say that. And, it, and then I get it from the white people you know oh this this mixed breed she up there speaking she'll know what she want to be so it was very tough and it was very mentally draining
0: that was one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was because I saw sunshine you go ahead and pull up that thing but um Mm -hmm. I saw how you was getting slack from both sides and I you know, sometimes I would read the stuff and I was like, people are legit crazy. And the thing that bothered me was a lot of black people that we grew up with, that we went to school with, that we graduated with, they were the ones that was like, you're too light-skinned to fight this fight for us. And I was like, what the, what f- is, what, what does that mean? <laughs>
1: that makes no like, sense.
0: Like, wh- what are you doing? You're not even out there fighting, doing anything, but you're Nothing. gonna say he's too light-skinned to fight no. the fight. What, that doesn't make any kind of sense at all whatsoever.
2: I heard so many people say that I would have had more support if, if I wasn't mixed or if I, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I don't care if I'm from Mars, if I'm speaking up for what you're going through, if I can feel your pain, if I can see what's happening and I chose to take a stand, why are you using that against me? I don't understand. But that has been one of our biggest enemies since the beginning of time is colorism. Mm -hmm. We hate on each other. We hate on each other. This black skin, dark skin thing, mix, mulatto, all of that, what you want to call it, it has been the biggest enemy, the biggest enemy that that has divided us since the beginning of slavery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. That's the truth. Right. That is the right. truth.
1: And, and at the end of the day, it's going to take everyone here, no matter what race, color, size, money Boom. amount you make, like... Boom i don't care if it was a chinese leader out there bad boy wrong is wrong like (laughs) we all here for the right like it's come on now that's the part that i don't get like you got to be certain kind of black to be protesting that's stupid if you think that way it's never gonna change
2: right yeah they said they would they said something about you know in in my organization i have um a white lady that's part of my organization and she is 100 percent down for the cause shout out to uh april thornton and she um she was one of the protesters that were also arrested and um, she believes wholeheartedly in what she says. There's no fear in her. When she get on the front line, she's going to speak her mind. She's going to say, you know, just highly intelligent person knows knows exactly what she's talking about. And I look at this white lady and I'm thinking to myself, if she can get out there and if she can say those things and understand what's going on here. It's very moving. If you listen to her talk and, and listen to her, see things from a white person's point of view, who's acknowledging the racism and oppression of our people, then you understand that it is some really, really good white people out there, and and I make no mistake about it. You don't have to be on the front lines to march with us to say for me to say that I honestly, wholeheartedly know mm-hmm. it's some awesome white people out there, and they have supported mm-hmm. me. They have supported me since day one. But then you always got that bunch who are stuck in the in the in the old town way of thinking. You know, mm-hmm. let let me. Uh, we're not going to change anything. Them statues ain't bothering nobody blue lives matter as though that is something that even makes sense. Black people cannot change the pigment of their skin right. they can they can't unmelanize you know what I mean unmelanize themselves they have to they will always be black. Blue right. lives that that's there is no blue life that's your cop life. you choose that profession right. you choose to be a cop. Black people don't mm. choose to be black they don't right. choose to be oppressed. They don't choose to be oppressed. So why can't we acknowledge that? You cannot, you cannot, and I say this and I emphasize this, and I know you got to play your video. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But I, I say this all the time. You cannot take a group of people and steal them from their homeland, steal their spirituality, teach them your way of thinking, to introduce them to all these evil things that they know nothing about and then do it for over 400 years. And mm-hmm. then still, we're, we're moving on to the 1900s. We're still segregated. We're just moving out of slavery. We're doing Jim Crow era. You cannot say that we're supposed to move on from that over 400 years. I don't think people understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then now we're just coming across to where we're just recognizing Juneteenth as a freaking holiday. That part. And we're just now educating. Well, we've been
1: our recognizing people. Columbus for how long? And he ain't even start he didn't even find the place.
2: Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and, and
1: he stole just,
2: it. <laughs> he stole it. And we're just now people are, I guess they're saying they're woke. So they're recognizing that. But you cannot tell a group of people to move on from that. If right. Germany can acknowledge the slaughter of millions of Jews, and that happened within years of time. OK, mm-hmm. we're talking about a whole war here, not 400 years. If they can acknowledge that, if they can give reparations for what happened, if they can cover up Hitler's statue, knock them down, burn them, do all, why can't we as America acknowledge that? And, 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 and it boggles my mind because that's something that's how we move forward. Right. Not we can't move backwards when we go mm-hmm. out, when I go downtown or I or we're driving past the statues. You're reminding me that that soldier fought for the enslavement of my people. He fought to keep it here. Mm-hmm. So why- is
0: being glorified.
2: Come on, come on, somebody. So that's what I've been saying all along. You know, it's crazy to me. It really it is. is. Yeah, it
1: is, it is. Well, what I had wasn't really a video. It's just a post that one of our um, listeners okay. sent me. And we tried to have her own, but she wouldn't cause no problems at work. So (laughs) we thought it'd be a good time. We thought it'd be a good time to share it. Um, But it's just a post and it's really interesting. And it says, I support my black friends, but not black lives matter. I support my white friends, but not the KKK. I don't support hate groups. Skin color means nothing. You're either a good person, or you're not. So Danielle, I see, I see you turn your head like this. I'm ready for how you feel about it.
2: <laughs> because I, I have a serious issue of even putting Black Lives Matter anywhere in a sentence with KKK. Okay. KKK is a national terroristic group. They have terrorized and murdered thousands of black people that some of them we still don't even know that they've gotten away with they've terrorized black communities they have uh are responsible for massacres and they are known as a terroristic group here in america black lives matter regardless of how some people feel about black lives matter
1: right
2: you know when i some things i agree with some things i don't However, I agree with the aspect that Black Lives Matter. Right. So you know, regardless of what they stand for or who runs it or whatever is going on or what agenda she's trying to push, the 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 fact of the matter is, when people put them in a category of a hate group because right, yeah. they're fighting racism, do are some of them violent? I don't know. You know, I don't know. All right. Do I think some of them are people are as they did the same thing with us? Are some people sent there to, to destroy things to make it look like Black Lives Matter have done that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. To give them a bad name. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, we can't put them in the same category as KKK. KKK right. is strict. Black Lives Matter. Anybody can be part of Black Lives Matter. You white, black, Mexican, uh, Indian, whatever you are. You can be part of Black Lives Matter. KKK is strictly white. Right. I am white Aryan, proud to be white. Um, and I, do, I don't want to tolerate any mixed race, uh, any race mixing. I don't want to be your friend. I believe in what yeah. I believe. And that's I hate anything that is not of Aryan uh, descent
1: and they a whole movement like if they own businesses they wasn't serving black folk if they right. were part of kkk you better not be seen you know you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah i do agree that skin i agree that skin color means nothing you a good person or you're not but let's be real that's not how the world works All right and that ain't even just against that- white people against black people and black people against white people sometimes we that way against our own people we see right. a black man that we don't know walking down our neighborhood looking a little suspicious. What we do? A lot of those. A lot of we Right.
0: Do. I do for so white it for So we all do it. Like oh, okay. I mean I do, don't know see, you. <laughs> what we do? We be in, the,
2: in in Walmart or the grocery store, we see a white person walk in with a trench coat. We like, "Okay." Oh, right. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> I right, somebody like, oh,
1: playing with a down. child a little bit too friendly at the playground <laughs> and he, he raping the jail like we all do it
2: like right? Right. So, <laughs> you say this line
1: don't mean that oh, okay all things good now
2: like it, <laughs> we can't say we can't say us as black people like we don't stereotype because we definitely do I mean if, right. If, if right. If we do it we don't do it on purpose it's just there right. you know what I mean subconsciously we're doing we're like cause I'm, like I just said I could be at Walmart or, you know, at the mall or somewhere. And I see it's like 80 degrees. Like, Why are you in here with a trench coat on, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and combat boots. Yeah, so I'm hard. like, watching you you hope I just went to South Point a couple weeks ago with my daughter. And we're sitting down eating. And I see this white guy walk in. He looked crazy. And he had on like this leather coat and these combat boots. And I'm looking like, uh he's just wandering and so I'm looking around like oh no sir <laughs> we're uh-uh. to get up out of here you know even though he was just probably shopping but my mind made yep. me stereotype him so I get it I get it you know I never forget my brother told me he said "Danya, you know us as a cop we were we were taught how to profile I never forgot forgot that he told me that yep. so that lets me know like okay they're profiling already I've heard yep. cops say, what are you doing? In it? Me and my husband mm-hmm. been pulled over at 4 o'clock in the morning going down the country road on our way to the mountains. And a cop pulled us over and asked us, what were we doing out that time of morning? It ain't none of your business. I'm grown. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was a white woman in the car with this black guy. Right. Not knowing this was my husband. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And and, and they want, they were trying to insinuate that we were doing something. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we don't right. mean stereotype, but we do. And right. and and it's just in us. And anybody who said that the truth
1: ain't in them. Okay.
2: <laughs> our stereotyping ain't theirs though. Let's let's be clear. Yeah, I'll
1: be clear with that. you right. Mm-hmm.
2: It's yeah, different. our stereotyping. Right. Our stereotyping is, and we're gonna make a joke about it. Oh, Bobby finna come blow up something because he in here with a trench coat on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, we got um uh the white lady that's in her house, seeing a black kid walk down the street, she calls cops on him. That could be his last day here.
1: Right.
2: Because he's he's in the right. wrong place at the wrong time.
1: Mm-hmm. You see what
2: I'm saying? We're not going to call right. police on you. They're basically getting called on because they're black. Yep. See what I'm saying? Right. And we can know and that we're people, wrong we, too. We typically can just we, talk about it.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. I hate No, word. go ahead. I was—I was just gonna say we just talk about it and laugh and keep it moving. We don't call the police. Right.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. We wrong either way, but but we know we wrong in it. Like I can say right. it and be laughing and joking with you about it. but I'm like, nah, that wasn't right. <laughs> but black <laughs> people, some of them white racists, people when they will fight tooth and nail that they was right. I don't care if it was just wrong all day. They gonna I was right in it. No matter. Never what.
2: apologize. Never apologize for being wrong.
1: And then use that thing of do you know how it is to be a cop? Mm -hmm. Do you
2: know how afraid I am? Like it's your job though. You signed up for it. (laughs) Right. I'm not gonna praise you for choosing your profession. That's what you chose to do. Right. Right. Just like I don't need any praise for for being for being black. That's what the, the creator chose us to be you right. know what i'm saying so respect is respect you know like i said there are some good cops out there that really really bust their ass and do what they're supposed to do and really help their communities but then there are some that have really sat back and allowed things to happen that i'm just like you know it hey, you you tell and, us and
0: have done some really shady stuff
2: yeah you tell us not all black people are the same well shit not all Cops are the same, but hey, right. I mean, it's hard to trust them when you see what's going on in what's going on in our society.
1: But there's even some black cops that turn a blind eye. So it ain't just white people. It's just cops in general. Absolutely. And part of the problem of that is because, number one, we don't have the same rights. So I'm gonna get fired 10 times faster than you are. You know, let's just be real. If I say something or do something in mm-hmm. the precinct don't like, I'm going to get fired way faster than old Bobby Jones who done stole crack money and killed so-and-so and stepped on somebody's neck. They still here 10 years later. Let's be real. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's number one. And then number two, a lot of times when in our communities, not in our generation, but in our generation before us, we were told to stay in our place and shut up.
2: hmm <laughs> right. Yep so how do you overcome that's true you don't because i've i had so many cops that told me when i was protesting i agree with you 100 percent white and black cops but then when they got behind closed doors Mm -hmm. it was a whole different story Mm -hmm. you know they they were speaking against it so either you believe in it or you don't right you can't just i i don't see how people can feel a certain way about something and stand there and do nothing I mean, I, I'm not gonna go for that. Right. That's like saying, um, I'm pro life, but you know, or or I'm for abortion, you know, whatever I stand for, whatever I agree with. And then, you know, you the clean. I don't go. Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I'm pro-life, but I come in here every day doing, you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't get that. That that will never be me. I will never do right. that.
1: I mean, in some regards, I see both sides of it. I try to be, you know, even across the board because I'm not in their shoes. They're not in mine. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. but then again, that's why I said about those leaders, I don't mean that we need more Martin Luther King's and, and Malcolm X's, but I do think we need more of us as in powerful positions. We need more of us as in Senate offices. We need more of us being lawyers. We need more of us running for president. Like just cause we got one good Barack Obama, that ain't me, oh, now we fixed. Like it don't work like that. So right. <laughs> I, I just, right. that's why I mean by leaders, like I just want us as a generation to start pushing our children to. To go higher than being, and I ain't saying nothing wrong with being football players and musicians and rappers. I ain't saying nothing wrong with that, but a lot of us don't push for our kids to go higher than that because we feel like, you know, hey, if he just go to college. We ain't, we ain't gonna
0: push for our kids to go to the NFL. <laughs> I, I
1: am so done with the NFL
0: right now. A lot of I, families I, do I'm it. I'm actually gonna bring this up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna um, research this some more, but the NFL is full of shit, especially when it comes to black people and mental illness. When it comes to mental illness and their black players that done retired, I'm gonna touch on it a little bit, and then I'm gonna research and I'm gonna bring up a whole episode of this. But um, so the NFL is supposed to be paying old players um, that are currently suffering from mental, some type of mental ill. Um, situations that occurred from football a lot of black players are getting denied the funds that their white players are receiving because the nfl and i quote you can look it up said that black people are not as smart anyway whenever they come into the nfl and so where their starting level is and where they are currently at is not really that much of a difference than the, the white players that came in Wow. and this is going on today right now at this moment
2: and i can
1: honestly believe wow. that are they doing some mental tests and stuff to make this synopsis or are they just saying that we just dumb? it's just
0: an assumption you know black people are wow. dumb we're dumb
2: <laughs> even though we, we we have literally invented half of everything in this country more than, right. more than
1: half we just didn't get credit
2: <laughs> more than half yeah
0: right <laughs> All right wow, but don't push
1: your kids for the nfl hey i say push your kids to be whoever they want to be at the end of the day but you know it's a lot of folks <laughs> out there that want their fast money you know what i'm saying they grew up in the hood they living on the system and white people always say well hey they black they can run so this is why i'm gonna tell my child to do so he can bring the bread home like let's just be real i mean it don't happen no. as much now as it did but it still happens right
2: <laughs> <laughs> right Good thing about it is, you know, back then hitting the NFL or NBA, that's where it was, you know, unless let's he gonna be on the basketball team. He gonna now I think we've we've kind of wisened up a little bit where we expect academic excellence from our kids. Like we want to push them to let's let's be entrepreneurs or let's go be a lawyer or let's go be a doctor or let's go, you know let's let's go get a degree in business or whatever you know I see more of that now people trying to mm-hmm. really get their education in you know cause I tell my son all the time that's your only ticket out of here is your mind there's nothing right. else going to get you out of here but your mind
1: yeah Yep. Yeah. she must have got a phone call. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah i agree with that to an extent i do feel like we over pushed them when it comes to going to college too though Cause let's to be real some kids just we ain't don't. meant to go to college i feel like my oldest is probably one of them okay and i told him right. real quick don't go there waste my money <laughs> you, ain't, you, you ain't gonna be like me with 60 000 student loans and, and unhappy i didn't finish okay <laughs> so <laughs> but 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 at the end of the day i just feel like we need a we need we need to let them dream big, I guess is my point. Like, I think a lot of us, and not just black people, a lot of us is just so focused on what's happening now. So, Lord, if he make it out of middle school, he gonna be all right. Like, let's be bigger than that. (laughs) Let's go bigger than middle school, bigger than high school, bigger than college, what they gonna do in adult life, they gonna have kids wives. Let's work on their mindset. That's the problem. Right.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Amen. And I ain't saying talking
1: to my son like talking to the wall sometimes. I ain't sitting there saying it's easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my son's sitting up
2: here in summer school right now. I tell you, my mama is born mine a, too. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, sir. <laughs> they do better than the senior. Let y'all sit at home with me first uh, learning. <laughs> they do better than that. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm suffering anxiety from virtual learning from these kids going to school. So Therefore,
1: when no. he tells me
2: he's bull- going to summer school, but baby, I don't know what to tell you. You gonna learn today?
1: <laughs> Literally, <laughs> exactly. <the> back, yeah. <laughs>
2: Literally, you gonna learn today?
1: <laughs> oh man, Well, this discussion has been amazing. Oh, it's already been an hour. Surprisingly. Oh wow, really fast. Right, it's been over. Do you that have any so closing
0: questions, Chess? Um, No, I just want to thank you for coming on. We're going to have to have you again because you're very interesting. Um, so thank you. And tell people if you want people to find you, you can um, tell them how to find you. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, if you got some great projects coming up that you want to talk about, you can let us know about that.
2: okay so um if you guys want to find me i am on i am at danielle short on facebook you can also email me at davis danielle 215 at gmail.com if you guys have any questions or anything like that i am expecting in a couple months so i've been kind of like taking it easy and 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 kind of like you know just sitting back and observing um but i do have some projects coming up um one of them being a memoir that I will be emailing folks and seeing to get out about my uh, life story and about the things I've been through um, and just how to deal with childhood traumas and things like that. It's called Tattoos of Worship. That will be coming out soon. I'm Mm -hmm. not charging anyone. If you would like a copy of that, I will email that to you once it's completely done. Um, But it's just to help us heal. Black people don't like going to therapists. Let's Um. be real. We don't like we don't believe in going to no doctor look mm. we don't believe in going no therapy i ain't paying no money to tell nobody my business and you know <laughs> but, believe, but believe it or not it really really helps to uh you know it helps to get that out of you to talk mm. about what happened because what happens is we try to self-heal and that's what causes more trauma so right. that talks about what has happened in my life and some of it is rough to read however it, it helped me cope with the things i've been through um Really, that's all I have coming up. Um, my organization, we're still, you know, like I said, I'm pregnant right now. So it's not too much community service things we can do right now because we're all kind of taking a break. Um, but we still support um, our, our black entrepreneurs here in Roxborough. Uh, the Juneteenth Entrepreneur Fair is Saturday I do believe so that's something that if you're interested in please go check that out of of our local black entrepreneurs here in Roxborough support 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 and you know if you ever have any questions or ever have and and you let me tell y'all something I have people message me all the time and call me and say Danielle uh, what what do I do about this or do you know anything about this and sometimes I don't know the answer so I call the right people who do have the answer and give them the right answer or that give them the resources to what they know you know but my message now is let's try to bridge the gap let's try to um, figure out how we can get along with police how we can get along with you know everybody because really it the best way to be is for us to to mend together let's let's be unified we can't mm-hmm. do this thing separate you know we can't do this mm-hmm. thing separate so um that's all i have thank you all so much for having me on here um it was an honor to be asked to do this it really was out of all the interviews i've done it's probably been the best one so oh, snap, thank
1: you y'all heard that. y'all heard it y'all heard <laughs> so since she said that, please make sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, we post videos every week. We've been going live a lot, a lot more lately, so you can catch us if we go live. You can catch us on Wednesdays at 9:30. If we don't go live, it's recorded and we post on Thursdays. Um, and we're also available on uh, most audio platforms as well, so Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, etc., etc. Um, so we appreciate you so much, Danielle, for coming. We're definitely gonna have to have you back um and it's just nice to have open honest conversation and nobody judging that's what i like right. uh, that's what we all about so if anybody else want to come on or think they have something you know they are part of a movement or you know part of an organization that's that's you know about change please hit us up at occasionally at gmail.com or, or even if you're not us. about
0: change i would like to talk to you too
1: hello let's talk to you that part <laughs> If we can get the other side, we'll take that too. We might have to take a little break, but we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. Danielle, Danielle, don't go yet, but we are going to go off Facebook. So thank you. Bye bye.
2: Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>